soup and stuff. Soup and Coach sit down with Tara St. Clair and Dr. Carrie White to talk about their new business, Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Experts, otherwise known as E3. Tara and Carrie also speak on entrepreneurship in the state of West Virginia with Bridging Innovation Week and the Ignite West Virginia competition coming right around the bend. We're talking business, business, and more business in this episode of Soup and Stuff. All right, everybody, welcome back to Soup and Stuff presented by the Pine Room Studios. We're here with two very special guests, Miss Dr. Carrie White, (laughs) Miss Tara St. Clair. Would you guys like to start out with a serious question or a fun question? Fun. Fun. You both are stuck on an island for the rest of your life. You get to bring one food item. What do you guys bring with you? And you get to eat this food for the rest of your time while you're there. Like, obviously, you're going to have to hunt for other things. But this food that you're bringing with you, you always have it. So you always get to kind of go back with that if you have it. Each of you, go ahead. All right. I say pizza. Any specific kind of pizza? Or just like, you just want pizza. a random? I'm going to keep my options open because I don't know what I'm going to have with it. Okay. So you're, you just want a plain pizza. Like yeah. marinara and Marinara's mozzarella good. cheese. Yeah, but if I got to kill animals, then I, it needs yeah. to go together. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So that you're going to put it so quickly. Sausage. So you're going to put like a wild boar on top of your. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tara. I was going to say cheese and like make myself a little charcuterie Here board. We go. No protein. <laughs> Actually, neither of you are getting protein. You wanted pizza, marinara, and cheese. <laughs> well, you're on the same island. Wait, we're ca- I'm a vegetarian, so yeah. you should go off of each other. So you're bringing pizza. There's going to be cheese on that. You bring bread. I'll bring the cheese. Okay, All I right. feel like you can survive off that then. You can <laughs> charcuterie board on a strand on a. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, it's like, <laughs> Coach, it's like Coach that. Coach is like, I want That's beer. Like Gilligan's, yeah, yeah. I- Gilligan's <laughs> Island, right? That's unbelievable. Oh, they they probably had that. They would have had it in the day. <laughs> Okay, so two very special guests here today. Uh, we're excited to have you guys. First off, thank you for all your help of, of recent. I want to know everything about E3. Everything. I want to know your guys' background. Uh, yeah. We want to know how you're going to help out other businesses. I guess first off, where do you two come from? And, and really, how? what's your, your background in the, in the business world, in the, in the higher, higher uh, academic, all that stuff? So go ahead. Oh, you want to go first? Uh, yeah. Hey, I'm Tara. <laughs> I'm Tara St. Clair. I'm from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Um, what all do you want to? Yeah, I went to undergrad and graduate school at West Virginia University. Um, a couple of years ago, about de- a couple of years ago, a decade ago, I met Carrie. Um, and we have worked together for, uh, yeah, a little over a decade and we saw an opportunity to, to collaborate. So I'll let Carrie. Yeah. Say a little bit about so, Yeah, we could just talk about it all day. Um, <laughs> Carrie White, I grew up in Steubenville, Ohio, and actually uh, went to Franciscan University for both uh, bachelor and master's degrees. Went to Duquesne Law School uh, in Pittsburgh and then got my doctorate at WVU in higher education and been teaching entrepreneurship education for about 20 years and finally decided, you know what? I've been teaching it a long time. I haven't run businesses for 20 years. I had a couple before I started teaching. Um, and yeah, like Tara said, we noticed we've been doing this for so long and realized that there really isn't, um, there aren't resources for early stage startup businesses. Yeah. So we decided to collaborate and start our company, Entrepreneurship Ecosystem Experts, or E3, mm-hmm. uh, as it's a little easier to... Um, it's like our rap name. Yes, yeah. E3, right. I like yeah. it. Yeah, E3, what up? I like it. So we got to, we had the opportunity and your guys' website's going to be live by the time this comes out. So everyone's going to yes. be able to see that. We had the opportunity to see your brand guide and kind of see all the different possibilities of your, of your logos and, and everything you stand for. What is E3 going to do to help out everyone that that comes to you? 
So, yeah, just as a little bit of a background, um, I've been working within WVU in our entrepreneurship ecosystem for several years. And then Tara actually um, developed the West Virginia entrepreneurship ecosystem, which is really a combination of entrepreneurs and their resource providers. So, I mean, I guess my half of the business is going to be really locating and finding those early stage entrepreneurs that we can uh, coach and feed into the system. And then Tara is going to make sure they get into the system. <laughs> yeah. So I can talk a little bit about what the entrepreneurship ecosystem is. So um, about five years ago, we just realized I've been working with entrepreneurs my entire career and I, I help people start and grow businesses in the state of West Virginia. And we have a ton of resources, right? Like we have state resources, there's federal resources. We have bankers, we have accountants, we have higher education professionals, but how do we connect all of those dots? Because it, when you start a business, which Carrie and I have both started businesses uh, prior to this, to E3, it's confusing. It's overwhelming. You guys have done it. Um, so yeah, how, it's a war zone is what it is. <laughs> it's a war zone. So how do you get help and how do we streamline that process? You know, we, we were talking at lunch today. It's like, where do we find money? How do we find capital? Um, we're just really here trying to connect dots for folks. So the Westford, that's what the, the heart and soul of the entrepreneurship ecosystem is, is how do we keep the entrepreneur first and foremost at the center of what we do and bring those resource providers and those people that help the entrepreneurs start and grow? How do we best do that? for for folks in the state of West Virginia. What would you two say is the biggest gap right now that young entrepreneurs need to find? You know what I mean? There's mm -hmm. these people, 22, 23, 24, they have unbelievable ideas. And I think that's something that's really cool with our state right now. The young generation is very go-getting. They're going to go get it. And, and there's some really cool ideas. What's the biggest gap that you think they need help with? Because I feel like that should be a, a decent size of your market, right? These young entrepreneurs that, that could use your help. Yeah. And I, that's really what is the impetus behind this business. Because we, like I said, you know, we've been working in higher ed for a really long time. And we see these entrepreneurship students, majors, they get on all these pitch competitions, they get in business plan competitions, they win a lot of money, but they're still really young. And a lot of times they struggle with now, what do I do with this money I just want? Because I don't know anybody. I don't know where to find manufacturing. I don't know where to find legal or accounting. Prototyping. And, yeah, all of the stuff that they need. And, and there really isn't anybody equipped right now to handle that because SBDCs are great and we have a lot of other great resources, but they don't really work with those early, early stagers. So you need a business plan and you need a lot of, um, you know, documentation before they'll, and obviously they're not going to get a bank loan, right? Cause they're not quite ready for that. So we're just really trying to help them get those resources that they need. And we, we spoke today for, for two and a half, three hours about a bunch of different things. What do you think is the biggest thing that the younger generation should know uh, about all this stuff and E3? How can you help them to really move forward and say, you know what? I'm going to come, I'm going to come to E3. I have this great idea. I've been working through my business plan maybe for six months. I need their help. What's, what's something that they can really benefit from with that? I mean, in general, I think it's that the resources are here to help you because every business is different, right? Everyone that comes to us has a different need. And the fact is we are, there are people that are here in the state of West Virginia that are willing, willing and able to help you. So maybe you don't need money. Capital isn't usually the number one need. It's right. someone's looking for a mentor. They need, they have an idea of a widget. They don't know how to make that widget come to life. They need to do some small batch manufacturing to test their product and they don't know how to do that. So where do you find, you know, that's, those are the big questions that we have. You know, someone has developed a t-shirt or a new skort or, or whatever it is and they just need to get it to market to get feedback to 
figure out where it is that they need to to grow that business. So is it is it a is it a step by step process like you do do most entrepreneurs that are that come to you for services are they at the ground level and then it's a step by step learning process for them and you build the foundation then put all the pieces together is that how it works everybody's different yes (laughs) okay Okay. there's definitely not a linear process it's not a matter of you do this then you do this um you know some businesses come to us they've been in operations for quite some time and still you know still need to do a business plan where others will come you know maybe they've got a really great like tara said maybe they've got a really great prototype and they don't know what to do next so we have a an ecosystem of resources. So it's not just a step-by-step necessarily. It's more like, where are you? We like to get them, you know, meet them where they are and then figure out what their process is going to look like. And then do you, do you feel like, do you know when, I don't know how to word this. Is it when it's time to let them go? They, they've, they've, (laughs) let them fly. Yeah. Let them fly. (laughs) I guess, I guess, as you would say, do you, do you feel like you get them to that point and then say, okay, that's, that's, that's about as far as we can take you now. Go, go get it. Well, I feel like, so it's, it, think about it like the highway. There's on ramps and there's off ramps and they might need, so we're, Carrie and I are not subject matter experts in everything, but the thing is we have the connections to get you where you need to go. Maybe you go and you work with that subject and you, maybe you go and do that small batch manufacturing. You go and test it in the market and it doesn't work. You come back to us and we work through and we pivot. That's what we see okay. successful entrepreneurs are able to do. They are agile. They are able to pivot. They are able to adjust and listen to their customer and their customer needs. So yes, there's on ramps and there's off ramps. You know, anyone that's ever gone through my competition, they're always welcome back with a hug and you know, like yeah. I, get get on it, yeah. you know. I missed you. Yeah, and so my next question, what gives you the most satisfaction with what you guys are doing? Obviously, you're a business. You're in it for finance. Obviously, you want to make money, but what gives you the most satisfaction with what you guys do? For me personally, and Tara may, may be different, I love it when I walk into a store and I see um, one of my students' products on the shelf. Like oh, that awesome. is phenomenal for me. Or I go into their retail store and they've been running it. I mean, when I was teaching here at West Liberty, we had an entrepreneurship center and I'm still walking around wheeling and I see businesses that came out of that entrepreneurship yeah. center. Yeah. It's incredible. That for me is the most fulfilling. Well, one of the, the clients that Carrie coached, YNST Magazine, shout out mm-hmm. Adam Payne. Um, <laughs> I was in Parkersburg. I'm from Parkersburg, was in a coffee shop the other day and saw their magazine. I was like, oh, that, you know, it warmed yeah. my heart. Oh, yeah. Let me just tell you a, a quick little story. Yes, so, um, so I, I ran the business playing competition for, for many years and, um, farm to feed farm to fork meat processing they were two students uh, at a marshall university this was in 2019 it was a mobile meat processing unit so you kill a deer they'll come help process the meat for you aaron simon called me a couple of weeks ago and he said is this tara st Clair? i don't know if you're going to remember me but this is aaron simon i was like oh i remember you <laughs> and he says we just purchased a, a multi-million dollar facility that wow. we are going yeah. to be opening up. And I really, it would mean a lot to me if you would come to our groundbreaking. Oh, man. And, and I, awesome. you know, of course, I'm like crying. I'm like, of course I'll be there. It's Ashley <laughs> oh, going to be, you know, and he's, you know, at the time he was dating his girlfriend, Ashley, and they're now married. And, you know, they, it's just like, it just started because they were in the competition. It was a mobile unit. And that's what it is, the minimum viable product. They figured mm-hmm. out that that worked. And now we've helped it. You know, they've raised all this money and they're going to have a multi-million dollar facility. And that is economic impact for the state of West Virginia. Wow. 
Yep. I was going to, and, and you were talking about successful business owners and how they start. Do you guys think there's a market for you two to be able to help businesses that have been running for multiple years and need to kind of take that next step? How's that going to look? Because I feel like you two are going to be so successful helping these people that are, hey, I'm going to start a business for the first time. But what about the people that are two or three years in and they've kind of hit a bottleneck somewhere and they say, hey, I need to find something to take me to the next level? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of resources within the state already. And if they're already working with like an SBDC coach or someone else within the state, I try not to. I mean, I don't think either one of us want to step on toes or interfere with those relationships. But if they really are struggling with like early stage, you know, I've got an idea for a new thing I want to add to my business. Absolutely. We can help them through that process. Well, and like you guys, you know, the side hustle that has now turned in. How many guys do you have on your team? You get nine and you're ready to scale up and get a little more serious. That's our sweet spot. We yeah. we're loving hanging yes. out with you guys yes. and you know, you know, maybe you can talk about your experience of what we've been working on so far. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to tell you guys. Like we we what have we been in this now? Like uh, 18 months. 18 months. Almost and, 2 years. And we've been sort of flying, not sort of. We've been flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> and it's it's just it's it's everywhere. Everything is there's nothing that is streamlined that is organizational that is we can go to it and say this is what we have this and i think that's what desperately is missing and hopefully well i feel very good coming out of today about this is what we need here's the coolest here's the coolest thing for me that i i didn't realize we all we go get our masters right we're done with our mba we we go work these really great jobs and we're like we can start a business right there's not it's not anything too sophisticated we got this you guys sit down with us for 3 hours today and there's so much stuff that can help us do better just in one meeting and i, I think it was unbelievable well and i want to say this and then you guys can um, piggyback on this we and i truly feel that this our business has incredible potential really really potent because a we have a lot of connections we know a lot of people we have different skill sets that like some guys are very good at uh selling some guys are very good at speaking some guys are good at uh, digital media some guys are so it's a lot of variation but we have not even come close to pulling it all together and that is what in my opinion i kept saying this that's what's going to keep us from being successful so what you guys are doing is i think the missing piece for us and i think it probably is the missing piece for a lot of entrepreneurs that don't have that that vision that you guys have like it's crazy how good you guys are like yeah because we think we think we're creative right and but then we come to you guys and we start to speak and elaborate on things and just sitting down at lunch after we met for three hours this morning there's five more ideas i got thrown around you guys are like hey you need to be creative and i'm thinking wait a second we're extremely creative (laughs) how have we not thought of these things that and that was my next question for you guys we kind of took the non-traditional route where we didn't start with all this we're 18 months in and now we're going to start what do you see as most advantageous for these startup businesses? Should they do all this from the start or should they do it in the middle? How's that kind of work? Um, I think it has to work together. It has to be concurrent, right? Because um, you can sit and plan your whole life and never do, right? right? <laughs> um, or you can just jump in and do the planning later. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think is at some point there needs to be a plan in place. But entrepreneur entrepreneurship's 
skills are much different from business management skills, right? They're two different skill sets. So if you've got a bunch of creatives on your team, like you guys all do, then that's where we come in and help with that whole management side of things. Well, and I feel like most entrepreneurs, there's like a mindset, right? Like they are just, you're running from one thing to the next, you're high energy, you're going, you're, you're getting busy doing at some point, there is a moment where you have to stop Take a breath and say, did we pay our taxes? (laughs) You know, like I asked you today, I'm like, who's your account? And you're like, "Uh, we should talk to somebody. (laughs) You know, like like, you guys are doing such an incredible job and we are cheering you on and we are in support of everything you're doing. But we're just helping you get organized. True. And I just can't I can't believe how that organization when you guys were talking about the proposal and the brand guide and all that stuff. I thought to myself, if we had this a year ago, do you know how much more successful we could have been if I had this and we could have presented this to these people? Because we're going out and we're just kind of rolling. We don't have a plan. And this plan <laughs> is unbelievable how things work. I, I thought it was so cool how, how all of this has started. And you guys are going to be able to help out so many people. Well, and we don't want to, we don't want to suppress people's creativity, right? We want entrepreneurs. We're not fun suckers. No, we're not. <laughs> I can sure. tell that. <laughs> Definitely not. You're fun givers. <laughs> Givers, yes. But we're here to support that creativity. So, I mean, that's the whole reason we are we survive as a business is because we don't want entrepreneurs to sit and have to write plans and do all that stuff. Because think about it, eighteen months ago, if you were writing proposals and plans, then you wouldn't have. No, we couldn't have got to do half the stuff we got to do. Exactly. So that's why, you know, our business is important in that we can support you and you guys can continue creating new stuff. Yeah. And I think it's cool, too, that you guys are so, like, for lack of better terms, down to earth. Like, you're so easy to talk to. You're fun. Obviously, you can tell. We haven't known each other that long, but first impressions, I can tell you guys are fun. <laughs> I like to party with you guys a little bit, too. <laughs> we I want that, to get to the real pine rooms, yeah, dude. Well, yeah, yeah there, there's a picture of it right there. But but I, I really, and I think that is a, a, a real plus for you guys, that you're easy to talk to. You're, like, not just, you know, uh, suits that are just going to come in and tell you how to do it. Business on top, party on the bottom. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> but it's a good. It's really a good thing. You guys would be commended for that, and it's gonna. That's gonna be a big difference in your success too. I think is your your personalities. What's the toughest part going to be of E three over the next six months for you guys, and, and kind of moving forward? Well, you know, we uh, we officially launched in January. So <laughs> yes. I think yes. it's like saying no. We already have so many contracts. <laughs> we already have contracts, and we're not even official yet. Um, we did register with the Secretary of State's yes, office. We are, be- legal. <laughs> we are legal. Our okay. website launches today. <laughs> yeah. So I think the challenge is going to be um, well for me personally. I'm leaving. You know, full time higher ed. I'm still going to be teaching adjunct, but running this business full time will be a big um, change, and also. You know, the ability to monitor our time. I think that's going to be the biggest thing because on all of the grants that we're on right now for all these projects, you know, we have to we have to put in a certain amount of our time that we're going to dedicate. Well, there's only so many hours, so we have to be careful with our time. That's so true. I have a hard time saying no, if you can imagine that. You, know, yeah. like, you want a drink? At- yeah. <laughs> I didn't take long. Yeah. I went like this. Oh, okay. You want that a hurts. drink at lunch? Yeah, oh, right. yeah I, I like to say yes. I want to help everyone. And 
I think for Carrie and I, you know, we'll have to look at scaling and growth yeah. because we are so quickly and we love to work with everybody. But at some point we have to be sh- strict with our time and, and, and saying no sometimes yeah. and that's okay. But you know, that just means maybe we'll, we'll grow faster. <laughs> is, there, is there ever a time when, and I know you're early in the early stages, but through your career that entrepreneurs have come to you and you guys leave the room and say, Ugh, that's I, I don't, I'm not well, sure we want to hey, get that, that, that was their thoughts every time they leave this room. I'm not sure. They look at us and say, these guys ain't got a clue what's going on. Well, I always like, because being in higher ed all these years, I never tell a student it's a bad idea or right, anybody right. that I'm working with. I don't talk, cause I don't know. You know they might, <laughs> yeah. might turn into the greatest idea right. ever. But um, a lot of times I will say maybe you need to go research that a little bit more because I know it's already <laughs> it already exists. Right. Yes. Um, oh, or okay. it's definitely not going to work. Well, but I never tell anybody it's a bad idea. Okay. Well, and let's be clear. Carrie and I have worked on lots of projects together. We've worked on high school projects, college projects. You know, we've Community run different. Co- yeah. So I run, I've run a pitch competition for years and she always coaches them. So, you know, a lot of times, especially at the beginning, people are throwing spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. Yeah. And that's fine. And that's fun. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Carrie, I never say something's a bad idea because no matter what it is, you can pivot that idea. Right. Yes. You know, it might start as one thing and look like something completely different by the end what's the what's the most unique entrepreneurship is there one that stands out like oh my goodness like he <laughs> Carrie, wants to, you know we gotta talk to, about kyle and james I, they're wheeling i was going wheeling. there yeah. too yeah do you want to start i'll yeah. start because they started with yes. me and then yep. they came to mm-hmm. you so our probably our most successful i would imagine uh entrepreneurship team was uh, they started off uh as iconic edu and uh, Kyle Gillis and James Carnes, they were two in- undergraduate engineering students at WVU, came into where I work at the Launch Lab and had this idea for drone drone use in the K-12 schools for so kids could learn how to build drones and collect data on drones. Um, they came in, I don't know, a couple of months before the, the <laughs> business plan competition <laughs> <laughs> and uh, said, we want to do this thing. And so we worked with them in the Launch Lab and then sent them over to Tara for her competition. Yeah. And they're uh, wheeling guys. Like, yeah, they're from the area. Um, but yeah, so they entered into the competition with this I- idea, Iconic EDU. Now they went through the competition, they won $10,000. And out of the competition, they got some really great advice from some of the judges. And they had some uh, subject matter expert coaches as well. And they said, guys, there's a, a private industry market for this. And now they are iconic air. Mm-hmm. They've raised what over ten million dollars. They've they've they have twenty employees. They've been in Forbes thirty under thirty. So the idea that they came to carry with is a completely different idea than what it is today. But oh wow! It's because yeah. they yeah, they awesome. they yeah. have used every single resource and they have listened and taken feedback and and you know they've been incredibly successful because they have listened and pivoted and you know truly used every resource available right. to every th- free resource available to them. And I think that's the coolest thing since we we've gotten to start meeting with you and this is my advice for anyone who has an opportunity to work with both of you the amount of resources and opportunities and ideas you have both given us in less than five hours of meeting time (laughs) has been unbelievable i can't imagine what the next maybe five hours will look like and then after that because like we keep saying we haven't been able to do any of that yet we don't you've given us ideas today about how to partner with different people that can lead to who knows what because when an idea gets put in our hands we just, we blow it up and it, and it, it turns into this awesome idea, right? So yeah. you guys being able to do that to us 
has been awesome so far. And and, and you talk about the competition. I want to know more about Bridging Innovation Week because that, that's an, a great opportunity for these for these new businesses to be a part of. Yeah, so Bridging Innovation Week came out of the West Virginia Entrepreneurship Ecosystem. Um, so basically, we're having these monthly meetings. The resource providers are getting together and talking to the entrepreneurs and Everyone was saying, we need to get together. Let's get together and, and, and see what we can do. So, um, Bill Woodrum and I <laughs> put it together. It still seems crazy that we did this, but we ended up having 10 events over four days, uh, thousands of people in and out. The first one was in Charleston. Um, the second one was in Wheeling, West Virginia. It was this year. And then next year we'll be in Huntington, West Virginia. Um, but the, the competition that you're specifically referring to happens during Bridging Innovation Week. Uh, and that's Ignite West Virginia. Yeah, how cool is that? I think one of the coolest things is we've had the opportunity to travel across the country because of college baseball and, and now what we're doing with the with the Pine Room Studios and going to do different events. I think it's so cool that when we go outside of this state and we meet with other people our age and, and other entrepreneurs, we have everything they do. We just need more people to see it, right? right? So like, right. just because we're from a smaller state, Everyone here works just as hard. There's so many smart people from this state and there's so many cool resources. It's awesome to see the state continue to grow. Yeah. And I think, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to comment on that. Um, I think being a small state can be an advantage as well. Um, when Tara and Bill set up the West Virginia entrepreneurship ecosystem, I mean, they've connected everybody in the state that's involved with entrepreneurship. And so being a small state, I think it makes it easier to organize. We've talked to other people who want to set up ecosystems. But they can only do it within their city right. because they can't do outreach across the state because yeah. there's just too many people. It's, uh, my next question was, do you only work with entrepreneurs from West Virginia? So you have to register in the sec- with the Secretary of State's office. So if you are in Ohio or Kentucky and you're willing to do- start your business in the state of West Virginia, and we've had entrepreneurs come um, – so- we work with a lot of higher education students. So we had a guy, the light sleeper. Mm-hmm. So he lived in Alabama, but he was attending school at West Virginia or no, he was at University of Charleston. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did a foreign LLC. So as long as you're registering with the secretary of state's office, that's what matters to us. Oh, okay. Now, how would someone, how do people get in touch with you if they're startup business and they're looking for services like well, you guys. for Ignite, that's what they have to be registered Ignite as. W- they don't have to be to work with E3. Yeah, so if you would like to enter the Ignite West Virginia pitch competition, that's IgniteWV.com. I'm happy it, maybe we can put a link up with that. Yes, absolutely. Um, but that competition, I can talk specifically. Um, Ignite West Virginia is uh, a competition that we infuse capital for small businesses. So we have um, hundreds of entries in round one. We narrow it down to the top five in each category, and the categories are Main Street, and tech and innovation. Um, so if you're sitting there thinking, I've got a side hustle or I've got a business or I'm looking to scale my business, you can absolutely enter into the competition. It's a 90 second pitch video. You're saying, here's my problem. Here's my solution. Um, and here's what I need. Um, so Ignite WV, if you're looking to learn more about that pitch competition, but we have $200,000 in non-diluted funds, which means we don't take any bit equity in your business. That is just, we write you a check and you go and do what you said you needed to do. Um, and then in addition to that, we invite venture capitalists and angel investors to that pitch competition. So if you need, maybe you need hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of dollars to scale or grow that business, you can do those deals. So we're, tr- we're trying to give you not only some, some small capital to, to get growth going, but if you, you will have the opportunity, um, if you're looking for angel or venture capital. 
What's the process look like right now for E3? So say we have uh, people from Wheeling or, or someone from Morgantown, and you said they don't have to be from the state to work with you guys. So yeah, we can work on Yes. Yeah, so what does the process look like getting a hold of you two and, and kind of signing up? And what all do they get when they say, hey, we want to work with E3? So right now we work on a consulting basis and we work, we partner with nonprofits. And so anytime, you know, a nonprofit is interested in working around innovation and startup entrepreneurship, then we partner in with them on their grant and then we can provide our services to others. Uh, so we don't do like individual, you know, pay by the hour kind of thing. Right. So if you are an individual and you're looking, that might be a small business development center, small SBDC. There's SBDC coaches all around the state. Um, we're more so looking to profit to partner with nonprofits right now. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's unbelievable what you two are, are going to do moving forward just from what we've seen in a short amount of time. So <laughs> I think people are really, are really going to benefit from what you two are, are about to do. And, and I know it's going to be extremely successful. Do you guys, are you guys, do you work out of your home? Where do you guys, do you have an office? So I'm here right, right outside of Wheeling. Tara's in Morgantown. I'm in Morgantown. Yep. So we have, we work out of our homes. Um, but, Primarily Morgantown and Wheeling. Yep. Yeah. So is the bridging innovation, the competition a little bit, is is it almost like a shark tank? Is that kind of what, what they're moving forward to? Because uh, from what I'm trying to understand, I've seen videos, you got to kind of go up there and pitch what you're doing. <laughs> How's all that work? Well, let me be clear. It's bridging innovation week and Ignite West Virginia is one of the pitch. Com- so there's, you know, there's 10 events going on. Ignite West Virginia is just one of the pitch competitions. There's actually five pitch competitions. Five, yeah. back to back yeah, there's day. actually five pitch competitions, but you're referring to Ignite West Virginia. So that's just one of the ways to win money during Bridging Innovation. But yes, I would compare it to Shark Tank. Like you're going up, you're pitching for what you need. So that could be $5,000. That could be $50,000. And you might say, I need to prototype. I need to small batch manufacture my widget and I need a provisional patent and you, I need $40,000 to do that. So that is what you're pitching to the judges. And then the the judges determine yes we're going to fund the full amount or no we're not going to fund the full amount and and the money raised for this is all through private donors yeah so grants and private donors so i work full-time for west virginia university um and they Incova Center for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. So that competition comes out of the Incova Center. So we have several grants, um, the Incova Foundation, Truist Foundation, and then uh, private donors also contribute to that, that pot of money. So the more money I raise, the more money we can award through Ignite West Virginia. Wow. It's unbelievable for these, for either young entrepreneurs or people that I think one of the coolest things is we've had the opportunity to partner with the Wheeling Heritage. Um, they did something called the Show of Hands. Mm-hmm. The fact that there's people that are in their 20s and then people that are in their 70s looking to start businesses in this city, for the whole state, that's great. And these resources for people to be able to start businesses and then give back, I mean – all of it is phenomenal for these business owners. It's a pipeline, right? So we we love show of hands. We're a huge fan. We were at show of hands in April. Um, so all of those pitch competitions feed into the Ignite West Virginia competition. We have pitch competitions all over the state. Every a lot of the bigger cities are doing those. It's not necessarily show of hands in every state uh, city in Bridgeport. It's uh, it's called the Tank. You know, they just gave away ten thousand dollars. So Beckley, Beckley does the Southern. Um, yeah, they do uh, b- build up. Be- Beckley. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, yeah. So lots of cities are doing these types of things. Um, there's a Knight Huntington right now that has a program. So there's, there's lots of smaller competitions that are feeding into this larger competition. And the point is you have these, you know, smaller city wide competitions and then send your creme de la creme to Bridging Innovation mm-hmm. Week and get in front of these potential investors. 
Because a lot of times, you know, $5,000 will do a little bit, but $50,000 will do a lot. $500,000 would make real impact. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Are, um, are you guys seeing a growth in entrepreneurship? Have you seen a growth like since you guys have started into not your business, but since you've been like 10 years ago? Have you seen a big growth in entrepreneurship? I have. I mean, we started when I was at West Liberty, we started the Center for Entrepreneurship about I don't know, almost 20 years ago now. And I had, I think I had two students at that time. (laughs) Nobody really there. Nobody was aware of entrepreneurship as an option, as a career option. Mm -hmm. Um, Certainly there there really weren't a lot of classes around it. Um, And so connecting students with resources, there weren't a whole lot of resources back then either. Uh, And it has become more popular. People are talking about it more. People are seeing the opportunity for our state to improve economic development and growth bring people here to start businesses i saw one of the cool i I really liked this this tweet or this message i saw about entrepreneurs they're the only people that'll work 60 hours in a week just so they don't have to work a 40 hour week for someone else (laughs) right right? and and i and i think that was so cool because that's true like they are doing what they love if they're working 60 70 80 hours a week being able to and you two are going to be able to help bridge that gap for them to be able to say hey look what you're doing you're putting the work in Let's work on this. Let's twist it. Let's adjust and let's make this better for for your entire business. Do you see uh, do you see some people or anybody that starts uh, entrepreneurship? Do you see that one thing holding them back is fear? They're afraid to give it a try, step dive in. Maybe, oh, can I do this? I, I need a push. I think that's the number one thing that keeps people from starting that's, businesses. Yeah. But I don't see a lot of it. A lot of people I work with are just, they, they're fearless. They just, they're just <laughs> a lot of, there's in. a lot of grit in the state of West Virginia, I'll yeah. tell you yes. that. And, you know, one of the big things that we're talking about right now are side hustles where you do the minimum viable product. That means you're starting the food truck. You're doing the farm to fork meat processing. You're doing a mobile unit. You're testing and making sure the market is ready for your actual business before you jump headfirst in. Right. You know, doing that and, and kind of testing the waters. And, and Carrie and I have actually done a lot of work work with the Department of Education, you know, shout out to Clinton Birch because the career and technical education side of the house is really doing a phenomenal job with instilling and infusing an entrepreneurial mindset, which means how do we solve problems? Mm -hmm. You know, we're really working closely with the Department of Education. I applaud them and the direction that they're going because we need to change the way that we think in the state of West Virginia. We need to make sure that we are creating problem solvers and these folks that are going out and really making a difference. Yeah, we help to design curriculum for the K-12s here in West Virginia. And it is really phenomenal. You know, the teachers are jumping on board. The whole department's jumping on board to get kids young. You know, if if they don't see higher education as an opportunity for them, then start a business. Think about a problem you can solve and what kind of business or service can you build up around that? I think one of the coolest things about our higher education, when we went to West Liberty, they prepared us so well to go start a business, right? Like, hey, like, you don't have to be scared, jump right in, stuff like that. And I think if we can kind of get that whole message across the state and then it just continues to grow because the biggest thing for that I see in kids our age, right, like that 22 to 30, they have to try to go on this line of, okay, I'm working a full-time job, but I'm trying to start a business. I need to get rid of the full-time job so I can start the business. But if they're better prepared out of higher education, out of high school, stuff like that, and they have the capital there for resources like you two provide with, Mm -hmm. um, I think it's only going to help out the entire state that much more. Yeah. I mean, it's just in West Virginia, the state is 98% small business. 
right? Like, so we, we can wait for the new cores and these big businesses to come in, but that's not what's going to save the state of West Virginia. What we need to do is be starting businesses and, and look at you guys, you know, you start a small business. You don't know where this is going to grow. <laughs> yeah. Like it starts as a side hustle that you guys are like laughing and having a good time. The next thing you know, you're barstool sports. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it happens more than people realize. So across all states in this country, every business started small. Yeah, yeah. think about that. You're right. It's a good point. Yeah, it's awesome. Well, listen, I want to thank both of you. Um, we're gonna have you guys back on again. I, I think it would be fun. Any, any, yes, anything else <laughs> that you two would like to touch on? I would just love to see if if you are thinking at all about starting a business, whether that be jumping in headfirst or starting a side hustle, um, visit ignitewv.com and look into the competition. If you're um, wanting to engage in the West Virginia entrepreneurship ecosystem, you can, you know, Google that. There's tons of links. Um, but j- just ask for help. You know, we are here. There are so many people that want to see you succeed. Ask the questions. Ask for help. Please engage. Yeah. I mean, reach out to us. Tara and I are happy to refer people to the resources that they need. Um, and we have a lot of resource providers. We probably should touch, touch on this for one second. We have a lot of resource providers in the state who are looking to invest in entrepreneurs, um, but they can't find them. Right. Right. Yeah. And so that's another half of what we're doing is help uncovering these entrepreneurs and match them with angel investors and others who want to help them, but just don't know where they are because and the entrepreneurs are so busy trying to run their business. Right. You know, they don't have time to reach out. So that's kind of where we're trying to fill that gap. Beautiful. Well, uh, early congratulations to both of you. I'm super excited to watch how you guys grow. I mean, it's cool to be a part of your team, you know what I mean? And, and be one of your, um, one of your little prototypes. So, uh, I can't, we can't thank you enough. I mean, two short meetings already and, and our heads are already spinning. So you probably won't hear from us for months because we're going to take the ideas and just, and yeah. try to run with them. And so. wait, do you, wait, do you hear me in about two months with my technology skills? Yes. Oh, I, know. Yes. I can't wait I for can't that. Wait. That's going to be a good yes. I'm, I'm waiting. Wait till the video comes out. I'm learning and probably punching my son. <laughs> I can't wait. Well, thank you, uh, Carrie and Tara. Thank you so much. Um, we're wishing you the best of luck. We're looking forward to working with you moving forward. And uh, yeah, we will see you yeah. both soon. Thank you so Great. much. Appreciate Thank it. you guys. Thank you.